Hello, welcome to series two of Diary She Wrote. I'm Liz Beardsell, and if you've listened to series one, you already know quite a lot about me. And I'm back to share another eight episodes of my uncensored thoughts and experiences straight from my diaries. Series two looks at the pressure of dating in your 30s, uncomfortable intimate encounters before me too, exploring sexual desires, solo holidays to remember, and there is a nostalgic look back at summer festivals and 17-year-old me. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated and reviewed so far. If you've been enjoying the episodes and haven't yet subscribed, rated and reviewed, I would love it if you could. It's so helpful when it comes to supporting the podcast. And if you know anyone who would also enjoy the stories, please do tell your friends. Send them a voice note, share a screenshot of the podcast on your stories, tweet about it during your lunch break, write about it in a letter, I love a letter, or maybe buy them a diary. I've loved hearing your feedback, so please do continue to contact me at info at diarysherote.com or message me on Instagram at diarysherote where I share regular snippets from my diaries. As with series one, the episodes are not in chronological order, but there are overlapping storylines and characters running throughout, so I recommend that you listen in order, from series one, episode one. A new episode will be shared next Sunday at midday. All names and some factual details have been changed to protect people's identity. This episode contains sexual content, language listeners may find offensive, and references to drug use. Episode 13. It sort of felt life-changing. Throughout my 20s, I wasn't interested in going to festivals. I rarely listened to new music. My morning alarm would be joined by Magic FM playing the same songs on repeat that I'd known all my life. I also didn't like the thought of camping. The dirt, the portaloos, the greasy hair. I just didn't think I'd enjoy it. And then as part of my transition into single life, I dipped my toe into Field Day in London, a one-day festival within walking distance of my flat, which I obviously loved. From here, I moved on to Glastonbury, and others followed. Due to coronavirus, all of our festivals have been cancelled for 2020, so for a bit of nostalgia, I thought it would be nice to share some festival experiences and dedicate an episode to our absent festivals. This episode takes a slightly different approach to others, because it features six individual events, rather than one overarching story over time. Saturday the 25th of May, 2013. Everyone was falling in love with Olivia Coleman, who was starring in the TV drama Broadchurch. We were all dancing to Daft Punk's Get Lucky, and in a few months' time, same-sex marriage will be legalised in England and Wales. I am 31, living in Dalston. I've been single for five months, and have had one date with Isaac from episode 6. If he's playing a game, he's winning. Today I'm about to go to my first ever festival, so I'm feeling a little nervous. I met Heather and we headed over to Victoria Park. Initially, I was quite intimidated by everyone in the situation, but after some drinks, I began to relax into it. We went to see a band called Savages, then Solange Knowles, Everything Everything and Django Django. I enjoyed the people watching, looking at all the outfits and the hot boys. I was looking out for Isaac and was tempted to text and ask if he was there, but I'm glad I didn't, as later I became overwhelmed with emotion watching Django Django. I was having so much fun dancing and getting involved that I suddenly got it. Why festivals were so good, and I was hit with the realisation that I'd missed a massive part of my life, and I had regret, mixed with that feeling of being free. It was more than that. I can't put it into words. I guess it sort of felt life-changing, and it's what I do with that now that matters. It feels like the next two years are going to be loads of fun. Thursday the 26th of June, 2014, age 32, one year later, Glastonbury, my second festival. Early start, picked Jessica up in a taxi and got a coach down to Glastonbury. It was really straightforward. 
We went past Stonehenge, which I've always wanted to see. Then it was literally a five-minute walk from the coach to where Rowan and everyone had set up camp. I put up my tent, and then we were invited on a guided tour of Shangri-La by one of Day's friends. And then a big group of us went to get some lunch at the Lizard Lounge. I met so many new people. Rowan took me on a walk round the festival, to the Ribbon Tower, up the hill so I could see the view, which was amazing, and onto the Stone Circle, which was a bit of a letdown. Maybe I was expecting something more magical. We stumbled across a small gig with a band called Drunken Sailor, who were fun, and then we headed back and got ready for the evening. I had a bit of trouble getting used to the loos. They were gross. They didn't lock, and because your feet and ankles are on show, I felt so exposed. It was like having stage fright. But the ones in our campsite are great. Proper plywood door, only two minutes away from the tent, and loads of toilet paper. Actually, the campsite is so close to everything, I really thought I'd be walking for miles. Met Jessica, Bob and all the others in a house tent. I took my first dab of MD. I just had a small one to start. I felt minimal effect, so I had another dab half an hour later, and then started to feel happy, and on a similar level to everyone else. I was aware I was grinning and stretching my mouth, but felt totally in control and comfortable. Rome was lovely and kept checking I was okay. We tried another tent, then me, Rowan, Flossie and Theo walked to the rabbit hole, but there was a big queue, so instead we met up with everyone on a wooden pier and hung out there for a few hours. But the music stopped, and it got slow and cold. I was considering bed, but we carried on and headed up the hill to the stone circle where I had a balloon and had a total laughing fit. It was like I was in Alice in Wonderland, and Charlotte was spinning around in a coffee cup. I thought everyone was experiencing the same thing as me, but they were just laughing at how hysterical I was. In bed at 6.30. I can't believe that's only day one. I've already had so much fun and it hasn't even properly started. Friday the 27th of June. Woke up to Blondie playing in the background which was nice and set the scene. Got ready in my own time, had some breakfast and wrote my diary. I'm feeling tired but not looking as bad as I thought I would and I'm excited for the music. We walked up to the pyramid stage to meet the rest of the group from last night. Jay had arranged to meet Dave Ward as they worked together. That was a bit of a surprise. We said hi and he kissed me on the cheek. I guess I looked okay. I saw him look at me a few times whilst chatting to Jay. He was then in my head for the rest of the festival. Rowan went off to do her Guardian dating thing, so I hung out with this new group. Kay was being handed around, but Kay felt a bit too far out my comfort zone. It started really pissing it down and they had to turn the power off. We were all huddled under umbrellas, sopping wet and it was pretty miserable. At this point, I thought... Well, the only way to get through this is to join them, so I did my first bumper K. It was totally fine. We hid out under the disabled platform, which was freezing but sheltered. Once it eased up, I saw some of the Lily Allen set, then met Rowan and her guardian day, Alex, at the West Holt stage as tune yards were playing. After, we all walked up to the crow's nest to see John Wizards, and then we found this amazing double-decker bus kitted out with all sorts of props, artwork and vintage homeware, like an eccentric old lady's house. Rowan and Alex got in the bed and we all sat upstairs with them. I felt happy on the bus. Later we went to see Alex's mate's band play at Croissant Nerf, so lots more dancing. And then we were lured into another tent by music from Duncan and Disorderly, stopped by Alex's camp for a coconut and then went to Shanga Heaven where I met a guy called Jackson. I didn't really fancy him at first but enjoyed chatting to him, so when he was leaving I asked if he wanted to go for a drink when we were back in London. He was like, yeah, look me up on LinkedIn. What the fuck? What a weird way to say no thanks. Ended the day in a sauna. I was in my underwear. Everyone else was naked. I'm not feeling that free yet. In bed at 9am. Saturday the 28th of June. Rowan arrived back at the tent. I got myself breakfast and we got our shit together and made our way up to the pyramid stage to see some of the Lana Del Rey set. 
saw Jaguar Mar at the park stage, and then onto the globe to see John Hopkins. Here I took some K, and this time it had the best effect. I really liked it. It made me focus solely on the music, zoning out with the conversation taking place around me, until I saw this guy, Jared. I thought he was really hot. We got chatting, it was going well, and I was thinking, this guy likes me. Why does he like me? He's way too hot for me. We all walked down to the Beat Hotel to see Jamie XX. It felt like a long walk in the mud, but I was glad that it had rained so I could experience the mud of Glastonbury. Me and Jared were holding hands to stop each other from falling over. I had a wee outside and then came back to join the group and Rowan was like, have you two kiss yet? He looked at me and said, maybe we should. It wasn't the best kiss. We all had a dance and then we all walked around in the mud for a couple of hours following the stick, trying to decide where to go until we settled on a techno room in Shangri Hell. By this point, I was a bit over it and not feeling the music. Jared said I could stay here dancing till tomorrow, but do you want to go somewhere quiet and make out? I thought, why not? It didn't really register that somewhere quiet meant his tent. But by that point, I was feeling quite turned on and figured it would be another festival first. So we walked back to his tent, his arm around me, neither of us saying much. It was a bit tricky with a single airbed. We kissed and he touched me, which was okay, but he didn't seem to want to take his pants off. I was naked and really wanted him to kiss my tits, but he really wasn't into it. When he took his cap off, or maybe it fell off, the effects of the K and alcohol had lifted and I was thinking, how have I got myself here? I don't fancy you, this is a bit grim. But I was stuck, so I felt like I had to carry on. He fell asleep. I slept for a couple of hours and then woke bursting for the loo and just wanted to get back to my tent. I got dressed, snuck out and walked home in the mud. Felt and smelt gross cleaned every inch of my body with wet wipes and fell asleep. Sunday, the 29th of June. Woke up in the heat, sweaty and disgusting. Got ready and headed out to see Dolly Parton on my own. I found our spot. Some of the others were already there, but I happily danced along by myself. Watching Dolly was a poignant moment, realising I was at Glastonbury, an iconic place, and I was filled with happiness having had such a fun time. Later, it was just me and Rowan like on day one. We watched Glass Animals in the Crow's Nest, then James Blake on the park stage, which made me cry. He's an emotional artist. But I was just glad to be living and glad to have met Rowan and for her to have invited me along and introduced me to this amazing group of people. We went back to the nest to see Kate Tempest, who was awesome, then on to Arcadia and finally the Beat Hotel. I took some K in here, but I really didn't like it. I had to get some water and I felt like I was going to be sick with every step I took. Then I was kind of stuck to the ground. Eventually, I found my way to a bench, sat down and closed my eyes, waiting for this feeling to pass. Not the best end to the festival. Had one hour's sleep and then had to be up at 4am to meet Jessica for my lift home. Thursday the 27th of August, 2015, age 33, one year later, Burning Man. A group of friends, including Rowan, had been to Burning Man in 2014, so they had made connections in LA, who then helped us get to the festival and invited us to stay on their camp. You can't buy anything at Burning Man other than ice and coffee. Instead, everyone takes a gift. This could be opening a bar, gifting handmade jewellery, setting up a theatre production, or running a dysfunctional British post office. This was our gift. It's called Burnt Post. Alarm woke me at 5am and straight away I thought, shit, this is it. I'm going to LA. I'm going to Burning Man. Rowan and Nina picked me up in a taxi and we headed to Heathrow. Had breakfast and fizz on arrival at the airport. Vin's message to say have a good time and that planted him in my thoughts and on an 11 hour flight there was a lot of time to think. Watched four films, had terrible wind but it was a good flight, landed in LA, got a taxi to Studio City and we checked into our hotel which is just the setup we need. 
had a quick swim, pina coladas in the pool, and I felt good in my new swimsuit. Friday the 28th of August. We woke up with Nina's friend Sylvia in our room who had arrived in the middle of the night, got a taxi to Dustin's place around the corner, pulled up next to his RV and met him and Poppy. The RV is amazing. It's like a moving lounge, the best way to travel. As the journey went on, we found out that Poppy is a stripper and has a sugar daddy in exchange for pictures of her. We got flashed a few times as she was commando all journey. We picked up a typewriter, about an hour in for burnt post from Craigslist. We drew up our Walmart shopping list, crafted some outfits, and I did some more daydreaming about Vince wishing he was in the RV so that I could sit with my legs stretched out over him, or fall asleep on him. I chatted to Sylvia and heard all about the incredible work she did as part of the Temple Project in Derry, which had made a huge impact in Derry. She's quite amazing. Stopped at the storage unit and collected last year's bikes and a few other bits. Luckily, there was a spare pair of goggles as I was worried that mine weren't going to cut it in the dust storms. Spent a couple of hours in Walmart. It got a bit stressful making sure we have everything we need to survive the ten days. Checked into our Reno hotel around 10.30pm and got some food in the casino. Despite spending the last two days constantly travelling, it feels like we're on an adventure. Saturday the 29th of August. Arriving at the festival in the Nevada desert was pretty epic. A flat white landscape with red and blue flags manically flapping, forming a queuing system to guide in all the RVs. So much wind lifting the desert dust everywhere. It's like white sheets. They call them whiteouts. We ended up jumping out the RV with our goggles and face masks on, walking across the desert to Will Call, the American name for a ticket office. Our legs were being whipped by the desert dust and at points, when it was all white, one metre in front of us, we just had to stand still. At the greeter station, security came into the RV and put wristbands on us. And because me and Nina were what they call Burning Man virgins, we had to roll around in the dust, bang the gong and then we were welcomed with a hug. It was dark by the time we drove onto the playa, and cold as we stepped outside, and saw the site for the first time lit up with thousands of neon lights, black rock city being built around us. We saw our first art cars, walked down the famous road to the man, and saw the incredible temple. Everything is incredible. We just walked around constantly pointing out new things to each other. It was all a bit bonkers, but brilliant. All these people brought together to this unique place, all with the same mindset. We got a drink from an open bar, had a little dance, a bounce on a trampoline and came back to camp where they had pitched our tent for us. Everyone is so friendly and helpful. Sunday the 30th of August. We helped build the camp today, including building a monkey hut and setting up the kitchen space. Lots of older men on camp, mainly American, some from France and some from South Africa. It's a good mix of people and it's nice that they all come back year after year to work together to make camp what it is. Me and Nina walked across the playa to 3pm and B to collect our hire bikes. Susan Sarandon from Thelma and Louise was sitting outside waiting for her bike. I tried a few out and found one that I liked, and then we rode home. It's pretty amazing seeing everything in the daylight. I felt incredibly happy, and had the biggest smile on my face riding along the desert. It was like I was experiencing the festival for the first time, and I felt like I was in a good place. We were riding back at sunset with the most beautiful pastel-coloured sky, possibly the best I've seen. We got straight on with decorating the bikes. Mine is a bit of a mishmash of stuff, but I like it. A red London Routemaster has pulled up on our camp with a big group of Londoners. I'm really looking forward to chatting to new people. Not a romance necessarily, but just some new friends would be good. Got changed into something warmer and settled in Sylvia's teepee with some drinks. It's like a little sanctuary. It kind of feels like Sylvia and Nina have the same relationship as me and Rowan, with one being the loud adventurous one and one being the quieter and more reserved one. 
but it works and it helps show me that there is a place for people like me, quieter but still incredibly valued and needed in people's lives. I know this deep down, but it's still something I'm processing and accepting. We were waiting for Caitlin and Adam to arrive, but didn't know how long it would be, so we sent them the camp's location and hung a burnt post shirt outside our tent. Then we went on a night bike ride. So many wow moments. We rode out to the trash fence, taking in all the lights, the people, the art, the concept, and I felt grateful that I had made it here. I would never have put myself in this situation a few years ago, and I'm proud of myself. Tuesday, the 1st of September. Went for breakfast in my PJs and then got ready. I want to clean off all my sun cream, but then I'll clean off all the dust and show my pale skin. And I'm so glad my hair is dusty, you can't see the grease. The four of us were working on the bar today. I had a plain outfit on, so I changed into my navy and gold silk jumpsuit with my red flower headband and red lipstick, and I felt good. I absolutely love working on the bar. There is something about being behind a bar that makes you super confident, and because of the Burning Man spirit, and because everything is free, it created an amazing atmosphere. Leo showed us what to do and there was bar participation, where you would give the customer a plastic knife and they would have to mix the drink. I got bored of asking them to do the same thing, so asked them to come up with a new use for the knife. We had back scratchers, handles to lift the cup, a snorkel, a nose pick. It's so nice to meet so many people and feel part of the festival by creating a space people want to hang out in. And then we all got our burnt post outfits on and set up the post office outside the bar. I still find it all a bit confusing, exactly what we're meant to be doing. But I picked up the postcards and wrote with a load of customers, whilst others typed up letters to future selves and distributed love-proofing certificates, queuing and dancing permits. We'll post all the letters and postcards on the dates requested when we're back. This evening, Nina and Sylvia had a work event, so the rest of us went out on foot looking for a bar and an art car. We came across a piano and a man asked me what my favourite songs were. I said, Queen, Don't Stop Me Now, or Otis Redding, These Arms of Mine. He didn't know them, so instead he played Elton John, Tiny Dancer, and some other classics. And we were all standing around singing along and pulling in more people. So lovely. Then we stumbled upon this beautiful tent that Rowan had been to before. It was full of fun people, great atmosphere, good music and dance-offs. Adam taught me the burnt post dances and we watched Rowan dance and flirt with this 24-year-old who was cute. And we got chatting to a guy called Ben. We danced till the end and recruited Ben and the 24-year-old to come with us. It was like a comedy sketch trying to get everyone to leave together. We spotted a web nest up high, so we settled there looking at the stars. I was lying next to Ben. He was a nice guy, but I didn't want to kiss him. It's hard to know how to act in those situations. You want to stay friendly, but not have them think that you're into them. As we left, I realised I had lost my mug, so we had to go back. And then Rowan lost her scarf, so we had to go back again. And then her cup, so we had to go back a third time. Jumped on an art car to take us home. So close to seeing sunrise, but I have to sleep in bed at 5.30. Saturday, the 5th of September. It's the last day. We walked out to see the man burn. We all sat and watched the fireworks and the man was set alight. Dustin told us that meeting us was one of his highlights in the ten years he's been coming. And he got a bit teary-eyed, bless him. This moment, watching the man burn, all together, was the perfect way to end the festival. I was done. I wanted that to be my last memory. Friday the 19th of August 2016, age 34, one year later, Green Man Festival. I had applied for Burnt Post to perform and our post office had been accepted. Woke up and my right eye was swollen and stuck together. I must have been bitten in the night. It's not a good look. Vera and Ian picked me up. So nice to see them and travel down together. I was totally myself and equal to the conversation. We met Jeff, Sasha and Adam on site. 
pitched our tent in the rain and then went for a wander around the festival site. It's so beautiful with the Brecon beacons in the backdrop and colourful artwork everywhere. And it's small enough to easily see everything too. Nice toilets and our tents are really close to the site. We watched a little bit of music, got a drink and some food and scoped out the best trees to set up burnt post. Saturday the 20th of August. Woke up after a noisy night's sleep with a screaming flagpole and rain dripping on our faces from my shit tent. Tried to get myself in a presentable state, then me and Rowan got breakfast and we headed down to the artist office to grab the burnt post bits. A pretty girl called Jill gave us a lift on her golf buggy and we regrouped under the tree we'd picked. One of those situations where no one knew what they were doing, all looking around at each other wondering who was going to take the lead, but Adam started to screw the crates together and the post office started to take shape and somehow it looked really good. I sorted out me and Rome with some drinks to give us some confidence and then I got into the role of queue greeter and permit giver and I was enjoying myself. I'd also been nominated as a person specifically in charge of kissing permits. The shift was fun, we came to a natural end, got food and layered up in the tent. In the evening, after I'd taken a half, we were dancing and I started to feel free and high and happy. Me and Rowan thought we'd lost everyone, but luckily they were just hanging out underneath the tree and everyone was on very different levels. We walked over to the other area, but it took us about an hour to move 400 metres and then got there for the last two songs. Everyone stayed up in Patrick's tent, but I had nothing to add, so I called it a night at 5am, ate an orange and got ready for bed. Sunday the 21st of August. Day started hot and I wore a smaller outfit showing off my figure and feeling pretty good. Set up burnt post again in late afternoon and did a two-hour shift. I started chatting to this guy, Corey. He wanted a dancing licence. I'd done a few before, but I'm not very good at them and I felt self-conscious, so I let Patrick take over. Corey was hot, but young. We got chatting and I was thinking I'm enjoying this. Then Rowan shouted out over the speakerphone, Hands up if you're flirting with the customers. I put my hand up. We chatted some more and I was thinking, where is this going? How can I kiss you? And then Rowan and Patrick announced that Corey needed a kissing permit. This was awkward, but I was also pleased I get to kiss him. As per the permit, we had a peck and a canoodle and then I said, should we just go straight for the kiss? We did and it was nice. I didn't kiss for long as we were fully on show, had an awkward goodbye and then he popped up again at the end of our shift. Turns out he's 21. In the evening, we saw a bit of war paint in the main stage and I was having a great time and feeling all loved up. And from here we went to see DJ Yoda. Oh, actually before that, we went to this art installation where you sing and the room lights up. I did my informer rap by snow which went down well. We did some human pyramids and Jill, the buggy driver, joined us. I ended up going to the artist bar with her. We were standing very close touching as we chatted and I was thinking, I fancy this girl. She's probably also only 21. Then this guy from Stockport joined us. She left. He offered to walk me back to my tent. I declined and went to sleep thinking of Corey and Jill. Friday the 2nd of September 2016, age 34. Two weeks later, festival number six with three friends. Grace picked me up and we collected Beth and Haley. Six-hour drive to the park and ride and then got the bus to the festival. We were dropped off right outside and checked into this perfect teepee. Got ourselves a drink and got ready. It's warm, but a bit drizzly. We bumped into Gina, Heidi, Kristen and Megan in the rum tent. The music was quiet. We tried to dance but weren't feeling it. So we moved on to a little bar before dancing to Two Bears, which was loads of fun. But everything shut at 3am. We were trying to find the party, but had to give up and go to bed. Saturday the 3rd of September. It rained all night and all day. Headed down to the estuary, took a bumper K and some of my pill. We moved on to see Beth make DJ and caught the last two songs from Hot Chip, which was awesome. 
It's my favourite thing in the world, being a little bit high, dancing to fun music and just laughing with your mates. Sunday the 4th of September. Chatted on our beds and made a plan for the day. Put on my David Bowie inspired jumpsuit. The girls loved it, but as soon as I got out I felt a bit fancy dress and got no compliments unlike yesterday when Heidi had nicknamed me Sexy Crow, which I loved. We walked down to the village, had a Prosecco and listened to the Welsh choir before heading into the woods. It was a bit of a trek, but it was such a treat and a smug moment when we finally discovered this amazing woodland rave. But the woods had to close early, so we sat in a wine bar with a handsome waiter and I gave him my number. And then we went to see Noel Gallagher, and I'm so glad we did. I got so emotional during Don't Look Back in Anger. I was in floods of tears, so happy and relieved to be living this new life. Monday the 5th of September We woke up to rumours that the park and ride had been flooded and it transpired that there was a five-hour wait to pull cars out. The festival had set up a welfare tent and announced that we could either stay in the local leisure centre or expense a hotel. Hayley booked a hotel and we checked into this perfect Welsh country house. We pretty much had it all to ourselves, got red wine, a sofa each, drank, laughed and agreed that we should end every festival like this. Thursday the 23rd of August 2018, age 36, one year later, Shambhala Festival with Burnt Post. Six Music had an all-day rave on, so it got us in the mood. Rowan picked up the van, I made us lunch and then we went to pick up Helen. On the way, I was on Rowan's phone while she was driving and an Insta message from Lee popped up saying, Liz is looking fine. In response to a photo Rowan had posted of me, which made me laugh. I had put in the wrong address on the sat-nav, so we ended up in Cambridgeshire instead of Nottinghamshire. Kind of worked out okay, as Jeff got there first so he had sorted out all the shit jobs, where to camp and where to store the burnt post kit. We went for dinner and spent most of the night dancing in Chai Wallas. I'm so taken aback by the 16 to 20 year old fashion. It's like being back in Manchester in the 90s. In bed at 2am, freezing. Friday the 24th of August. Rome was up early doing yoga. I got ready in the tent whilst Nicola made us scrambled eggs and then we headed down to the burnt post lockup. Jeff started to drill the crates together whilst we decided on a tree. We picked a central location, but it was very windy, not ideal for all our paperwork. We all had a bit of a recap of the postal services and opened from one till five. I naturally ended up looking after the queue and issuing dancing licences and queuing permits. Rome was recruiting customers and Jeff was typing all the letters whilst Helen played her instruments and the festival photographer got photos of us. We met everyone at Rebel Soup at midnight. I'd taken a third, some K, and maybe another third, and I constantly felt like there was a ropes and post queuing system in front of me. I think this is where we met Shane and Eddie. I just kept staring at Shane thinking, you are so good looking. I have to tell you. I know I'm really high, but I definitely still have to tell you. Thankfully, I just kept repeating that over in my head and didn't say it out loud. I think the party shut at four-ish, so we went into the woods. Everyone went into the dome, but I didn't like the music. Eddie said he was going to sit by a tree, which sounded good to me, Rowan and Patrick, so we joined him. We were all there being stupid, falling off chairs, losing things, finding them one minute later and laughing hysterically. And then slowly, or maybe it was quickly, I started to see how amazing Eddie was. He has the most beautiful smile and is funny and kind. I asked if he had any nice single friends, but he said they were all taken. We dropped Eddie off at his tent, stopped by Patrick's to pick up a blanket, and in bed at 6am, totally spangled. Sunday the 26th of August. Me and Rowan got dressed and found a nice spot for a vegetarian breakfast in a little music tent with a Spanish band playing 90s songs. So perfect and just what we needed for an hour. We went to see her mate DJ and later Rowan got chatting to Eddie's mate Richard and I could see they liked each other. We saw everyone queuing for the womb with a view experience so we joined them. 
We were given sperm hats and entered a fallopian tube which took us through to a red squishy womb where we experienced what it was like for the baby from conception to birth. So much fun and so realistic. We danced to Orbital, where I tried not to act high around a ten-year-old after taking another half. Then we went to see a robot band, who were as surreal as you'd expect. One song went on for what felt like ten minutes, so I decided to call it. As I left, I saw someone doing the burnt post greedy shopping cart dance, and then I heard my name. Jeff and Sasha were sitting outside, so I joined them and agreed to go for one more dance. And then this guy, Justin, turned up, who Jeff knew. When I was dancing to Orbital, I'd said to the universe, I want an Eddie. And here was Justin, good-looking, polite, friendly, and I'm thinking, is this my Eddie? It's a little camp, but maybe I can get past that. We were chatting, and it kind of felt like we were interested in each other, but then he bumped into his ex-girlfriend and disappeared. Monday, the 27th of August. Rowan got in half an hour after me, and I thought it was just her, but then I started to hear rustles in her part of the tent, but luckily I fell asleep. Started packing down around midday, loading up the burnt post kit and searching for Helen, who'd gone AWOL. It took forever to exit. We finally left at five-ish. Had to drop off our burnt post kit in Mile End, then Helen and her instruments in Finsbury Park, and finally the hire van with Jeff near me. I got an Uber and felt so happy to get home to my cosy, clean, white flat. This is a new edition for Series 2. I just wanted to use the platform to share some podcasts that I've been enjoying, so I will recommend one each week. I recently discovered the BBC World Service Witness Black History podcast. Each episode you hear from a different person who was part of or is connected to a key moment in black and civil rights history, including the first black policeman, Norwell Roberts, who joined the Met Police in 1967. My local MP, Diane Abbott, who was the first black woman elected to the British Parliament in 1987 and you hear from the great-great-granddaughter of the first self-made female millionaire, Madam C.J. Walker, who set up a business selling pioneering black hair care products. The podcast launched in 2013, so there are plenty of episodes to scroll back through, and they are all between 8 to 14 minutes long, so you can educate yourself on black history as you walk to the shops, do the washing up, or alternatively download four at once and do a back-to-back session during a workout. Definitely give them a listen. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Diary She Wrote. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please do contact me at info at diarysherote.com or on Instagram at diarysherote. And if you're enjoying the stories, I would love it if you could share them with friends, rate, review and subscribe wherever you're listening. And for further details on characters and locations, please see the show notes. I will be back next Sunday at midday with a new episode. Diary She Wrote was produced in partnership with Birdline Media with original music by Ethan Illingworth.